Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode and a new YouTube video as well. And today I'm here with one of our account managers, Santiago Ferrari. And uh, he's in uh, Europe actually, but originally he's from Argentina. And today we will talk about one of our clients. And uh, hey Santi, how are you? Uh, happy to be here, Daniel. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. And uh, yes, you're right. Originally from Argentina and now visiting the old country and some new friends from here as well. Amazing. Are you in Barcelona now? Yes, I'm in Barcelona, St. Marty, actually. Uh, so yeah, I'm still adapting to the ch- changes on the, t- on, the, on the hours, but the working hours, yeah. but doing better. Awesome. So... Yeah, today we want to show everyone what we did with this client and especially Santiago because he's been working with uh, with them for uh, <clears throat> more than a half a year now and uh, we could generate $1.5 million extra revenue for this home decor brand and uh, I checked the numbers. Now we have more than half of their revenue from our channels that we manage and why I really like this client because we use our whole arsenal with them. So not just email marketing, but much more than that. So what is this client? I mean, what do they do? Can, can you tell us more about the brand? Sure, sure. Uh, so it's a home decor brand. They sell uh, lighting products. So different type of chandeliers, lights for you to put in the outdoors of your house. Most of the uh, clients also have businesses. So if, if someone needs, I don't know, three or four lights for a bar or a restaurant. That th- those are the typical clients that our uh, our client look for. Uh, so yeah, they started with us, uh, as you said, around six months ago, and we started really. I mean, it was really ha- a speedy start uh, mm-hmm. back in back in October, November, with the Black Friday campaigns and flows. And yeah, mostly selling on the U.S. and originally from Canada. Uh, Yeah, Um, I I believe that if I recall correctly, the client was making uh, a third of the revenue they are making right now. So it was a big scale and our team needed to step up really quickly. Uh, So that was part of the challenge. Their revenue was only a third of the current revenue back then. Yeah, and and increased on on November when we started working on them with them. Yeah. Yeah. So you are so you mean total revenue, not just email revenue. Definitely total revenue. So it was a scaling at a at a really fast uh, pace. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And what was the number? Their revenue around October or September? Around September was uh, around seven hundred thousand dollars, and November was uh, two million, actually. Okay, interesting. Yes. So. Yeah, I will, I will share my screen uh, in a minute, but um, 
yeah, we had to be very fast and uh, because of Black Friday. And we always mention that when you start working with us and you want to focus on Q4, Black Friday, Christmas, then you shouldn't start it in November because we have bad examples with that. And you can actually burn yourself and your list and your brand reputation. So you should start preparing for that at least in September or even earlier. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was not an ideal situation, but what, what did we do back then? Yeah, definitely. The, we did the onboarding uh, in October, actually the beginning of October. So the first flows, because we needed right, right away, we needed to upgrade the, the, the flows because they were not happy with the design they had at the moment. So we need to make those better, make them look more fancy, right? It's, it's, an, it's a brand that is going to be scaling really fast. So they want nice looking emails and they want to engage with the customers right away to make sure that the, that milestone that the first purchase is happens right away. So it all happens simultaneously. We developed a plan for the Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Monday campaigns at the same time that we were upgrading their most revenue generating flows uh, mm. from the welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, post-purchase flow, and browse abandonment, who are therefore most revenue generating flows. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 we actually compressed the work of the first two months or month and a half in probably three weeks. It was really challenging at the moment, but it really paid off at the end. So yeah, definitely worth it. Amazing. So we worked on the campaigns and the flows at the same time, which is quite uh, exhausting for sure. Super challenging. And, and the client was aware of this, that we were pushing hard. And thankfully, we had a really collaborative client who understands and always tries to provide whatever we request right away. So that helped a lot back, in, back, yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. So let's share a few email campaigns. And... Sure. Actually, our team collected our five highest revenue generating emails from the past six months. And uh, okay. I think not just one of them is from this client. We won't share the name of the brand. You were talking about chandeliers and uh, this is one of the campaigns, uh, how yes. to choose the chandelier. So this is not a typical sales email, right? I think this is more like uh, educational. It is educational. It has a content educational angle, but we also are trying at the moment to push chandeliers because it's a higher, it's their, their highest ticket item. We are talking about a thousand dollar chandeliers. Okay. So we are, it is, it has content and educational angle, but the end objective is to promote chandeliers because this content email goes mm -hmm. first. And then a few weeks after, we promote mm. different chandeliers and we make a proper promo email about this. Yeah. Do you remember when was it sent out? Um, not a long ago, I believe. I don't recall the exact date, to be honest. Yeah. So because many, many businesses, they think only promo emails make good money. But actually now we are talking about tens of thousands of dollars generated by this one email. Probably... I think in the top five, each email made at least $30,000. So, you know, it's the, I, I think it really shows everyone that not just uh, promo emails can make a lot of uh, revenue for these brands. 
This is a uh, blog article as well, but as you can see in a smart way, it's connected to sell the chandelier. So, uh, and these are high ticket items. So yeah. 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 Actually we do send uh, emails, co content emails that aim to be educational and are related mm. to blog posts that the client mm. creates on a monthly basis. Mm. But this one, this one is different because this one is entirely on us. Mm. Um, we wanted to promote chandeliers. So our content writer, Mm -hmm. create the content himself, doing research yeah. on the internet and finding blogs. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is not based on the client, but it's content that comes from our creative team, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's check the other one. So I think, I think this one. So this is more like a traditional promo email. And if I remember correctly, this is our highest revenue generating email ever. I mean, uh, in the past one year, probably more than 50K. And uh, this is an urgency type of email. So during Black Friday and Black Friday's week, we send out multiple emails, sometimes even one a day. And uh, this is an urgency type of emails, which are, those are usually very, very good, uh, very um, high performance emails. And I think there is nothing special about it. Like uh, we use the code here, 25%, which is quite much money on an expensive item. And uh, people, they can use the code and buy. So, yeah, I mean, the, what was different about this email was who was it sent to? Because okay. we, we divided the strategy depending on if we were sending an email, emails uh, to customers that never purchased or mm -hmm. purchased once, or mm -hmm. purchased more, mm -hmm. twice or more. So in this case, the 25% discount was for everyone who had purchased in the past. Okay. So we let them know through the copy that they were special. This was only a discount for a small fraction of our audience uh, because the rest of the people will get only a 20%. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I mean... It's an, it's an urgency call email that it's sent on the right moment to the right people, uh, yeah. which is probably a definitive factor when it comes to email strategy. Yeah, and that's something that you cannot see on, on the screen. So segmentation and when we send it to people, these are crucial as well, um, yes. actually. So now I think... Uh, Let's check a few numbers, so. That's good. I will share my screen again. We have a lot to review in terms of numbers for this client. Yeah, so can you see it? I can see it, yes. I hope everyone can see it. So this is the case study. Everyone can find it on our website, but let's go to the main thing. So, um, this is January already, so they were close to 1 million in January. And after Black Friday and the flow setup, we could uh, generate 34% from email and 19% from SMS. So we already talked about SMS, but uh, let's talk, sorry, uh, about email, but let's talk about SMS. So if I know it well, they didn't have anything regarding SMS marketing. When did we start setting up SMS? Yeah, they didn't have anything. That's true. We started with the setup back in December. And by the setup, I mean the we put all the auto, automations running. So you have a 
welcome flow, abandoned cart and browse abandonment for SMS mm -hmm. and also post purchase for customers who did the first purchase basically. So we also implemented the pop-up for email and we included SMS there as well. So um, customers would get a 10% discount on their first order if they subscribe with their email, but that discount will get increased to 15% if they leave the phone, the, their phone numbers as well. So that's what that's that's why we that's how we started increasing the list basically, and mm. it's been increasing exponentially since then. Uh, Two-step okay. pop-ups are proven to work really well, especially for websites that have high traffic. Yeah, and uh, I think many brand owners or, or e-commerce marketers they think these two-step pop-ups they decrease conversion rate or or somewhat they are annoying because there are multiple steps. Uh, what do you think about it? Uh, also, what happens if I want to leave my email, but I don't want to leave my SMS? Am I still a subscriber? Uh, yes, and actually, uh, people might get annoyed and might decrease conversion rate if it's not done correctly. Uh, mm -hmm. If you fill out the email field, you should be receiving the email. And if you don't mm -hmm. want to fill out the SMS, that's mm -hmm. okay. You won't get the 15%. You will only get the email with a 10%, but not the 15% yeah. with SMS, right? Yeah. And some brands, and this depends a lot on the client, there's a third page on the pop-up. Um, you can give them the discounts, the discount codes there for them to use it. Me, preferably, I think it's better if they open their email and open their SMS to get the discount codes mm -hmm. because that way you educate the client on opening your emails. Yeah, and, you know, and you also get good metrics in exchange because deliverability increases mm -hmm. for both channels. Uh, so yeah, at the beginning, the client was a little bit skeptic about it. So we choose to show the 10% discount code on the success page, but now he fully trusts us. Uh, so it's yeah. not there anymore. Customers need to open their email and SMS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And, and as you can see on the graph, very fast we generated extra revenue with this, with this channel. And uh, this was this screenshot uh, shows the story until January. But uh, I think nowadays we generate even more. And uh, overall, we generated uh, more than seven hundred thousand dollars in the first three months for this brand from SMS. Um, yeah. Yes. Um... Now it's working even better because now we are sending much more campaigns. We're sending 10 campaigns a mm -hmm. month, SMS campaigns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we used to send only four for the first two months because mm -hmm. we were working on the automations and the setup. Yeah. And actually SMS, SMS done correctly needs to have exclusive content. And we do have that for, for this brand. Uh, yeah. We send exclusive content, for instance, uh, the new arrivals, we send one individual SMS for each new arrival so that people, yeah. if they want to see uh, new products, they can. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and uh, as you can see, we use SMS especially for product launches or uh, holidays. So, you know, always events, always uh, something that is uh, an update. It's less about content, I think. It's more about the updates because... This platform is really good to send short updates to people. And uh, the click rate is just amazing. You would never get this kind of click rate from, uh, from email marketing. Um, Definitely. So that's something to consider. Uh, and again, I think now the 
highest performing or most surprising channel for this brand is SMS because they didn't have it. And uh, email has grown as well, but, uh, you know, we can see brands with 40, 50% from email. They also have a high number, but SMS, I think it's something very unique for this, uh, for this brand. Hey, Budai Nation. Welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. And if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic. So it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. Let's talk about push notifications. So when did we start with push and what tool do you use? Okay, good question. We started on uh, February, the beginning of February, and the mm-hmm. uh, tool we decided to use was is actually Push Owl. Yeah. Uh, so browsing push notifications are basically the notification that pops on the bottom here. <laughs> I have inverted camera, but on the bottom left of your desktop when you're browsing on the store. Uh, it can, they can even pop when you're not browsing. You could just have your browse uh your browser open and it just pops and it says something like, hey, just a reminder that we are on our Valentine's Day sale. You can get a 15% discount on our brand. And then people can click on it and they can realize of that without having to open their email addresses or even take grabbing their phone. So it definitely helps up the omni-channel retention marketing strategy that we have in place for this brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just as a side note, we have a separate tutorial video with another case study. I shot it with Mohit, and uh, yeah, I think we will put the link into the description. Everyone can check it, and uh, yeah, it's it's about another result with a client. Um, So what results we got from uh, Push so far for this brand? Well, okay, we could check at the numbers. Uh, when it comes to revenue attribution, I don't know it on the top of my mind, uh, but uh, checking revenue attribution for push notification apps could get sketchy. So what we know is that it's be- it is being used because we can see that people are clicking through on it. It has a, a really high click-through rate. But when it comes to revenue, I would recommend to take it with a grain of salt at the beginning mm. at least because... Uh, The attribution model of these apps is usually very, um, how to put it in a word that is not offensive to them, generous, generous, generous to them. So even if if only uh, a small push notification pops on your screen and then you purchase maybe 60 days after, the the, the app attributes the sale to themselves, which is maybe not that way. Uh, there are other factors that intervene, but it is definitely helping because we see that people are clicking uh, yeah. and getting and getting taken into the website. Yeah, yeah. What I can see in the screenshot is uh, twenty thousand dollars in March. So I would say a few percent of their total revenue. And I think once you implement email, SMS, loyalty program, then additional things like push, uh, they can add a few percent extra. But I don't think it's worth to dig too deep into attribution at that point because you just want all channels to make more money together so definitely the more stages the customer sees you and the more different places they get in contact with the brand then the Mm -hmm. better because that builds trust 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about loyalty program and uh, what we've been doing and uh, what are the plans with loyalty program. Okay, sounds good. So loyalty program, um, basically the, there are a lot, there are a lot of lots of clients that purchase from from this store that purchase some big quantities, right? Because maybe they have a bar, they have a restaurant, and they purchase, I don't know, 20, 30 lighting items, which is a big number. So to try to increase uh, the lifetime value of those customers, decrease the average time between orders, and increase the average order value as well, we mm -hmm. implemented a loyalty program. So basically, it's very simple. Customers get points every time they purchase or share a review or share a picture or even when, when it's their birthday, if they uploaded the, their birth, birthday day. Mm -hmm. And they can use those points later on to make more purchases. Uh, yeah. With those points, they can get discounts and all that, and all that stuff, right? So what we did was implementing. Uh, we reviewed all the point structure alongside the client and the app we are using for the loyalty program, which is Yopu. Mm -hmm. And then our team took care of creating all the emails to make sure that everyone on the whole list is well informed about how to get points, how much they have, where can they use it, up to when they, they can use it because that has an expiration date as well. So yeah, it's it's... I think even more important to have your customers well informed about yeah. the loyalty than setting it up itself. Uh, so yeah, we did that with a combination of email automations. So let's each time a customer makes a purchase, they receive an email telling them how many points they earned and what can they purchase. For instance, I don't know, twenty thousand points get you a hundred gets you a hundred dollar discount. Things of the sort. And they also get an email every time they sort of evolve into the next tier because we have tiers. If you if you spend more than I don't know two thousand dollars, you are bronze. If you spend more than five thousand five thousand, you are silver, and you get different perks. For instance, if you get to diamond tier, you can get free consultation, lighting consultation, with the lighting okay. the lighting consultants from the store. Mm -hmm. So you can just drop drop an email and they will call you right away if you want to ask. Should I, uh, should I use a chandelier or any other type of lighting? And they will ask you to share a video and, and recommend you leave. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's well done in the structure in the sense that every time you scale on the tier, you get an email informing you, informing you of the benefits you get access to. Um, so, yeah, information. That's the key to loyalty programs. I've seen brands having a loyalty program and not informing very well customers on how to do with the points. And the effectivity drops drastically. Yeah, I fully agree. And also sharing it literally everywhere. So use only all of your channels uh, synced because uh, so many brands have a loyalty program, so many, so many bad loyalty programs, but also they just don't promote them customers they just don't know about it so everyone should uh, really am amplify the message and um, is that a referral program included or or not there is there is a referral program included if you refer someone who purchase uh, you get a total amount of points equal to a hundred dollars so uh, but that second per that second person needs to purchase need to make a purchase of at least four hundred dollars, and they get both of them get a hundred dollars uh, 
worth of points, basically. Yeah. So yeah, there is a referral program, there is a referral reminder, there is a referral confirmation email, everything mm -hmm. to make sure that the customer knows that the referral worked, worked out, so that they, go, they don't get stressed, uh, and it makes things easier for them. That's, that's yeah. the key. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some recent things when it comes to email. I know we've been doing a lot of A-B testing. We could figure out a few things. Also, we could improve the open rates every month, which is something very important, and it comes with testing. So what are those things that we learn with testing, basically? Well, as you know, testing on email is not as easy as in ads or top of the funnel marketing because you need to send emails. Our list is around now, right now, 30,000 profiles. So it's not like you have an immense pool of people. But mm -hmm. we found out some interesting stuff. Um, for instance, at the beginning, we thought our audience was a little bit older, let's say around 35 to 45. Mm -hmm. So we were doing longer, longer copy and longer call to actions. Mm -hmm. Now, as, as the investment increased and new people came in from social media, we noticed that there's also young people, a lot of young people purchasing yeah. from the store and they prefer shorter texts usually. They are more to the point. So the two most important A-B testings that confirmed that we are implementing right away on every email right now is first, we keep a call to action above the fold so mm -hmm. that you don't have to scroll down on your phone or your computer to see the first call to action. And the call to action never has more than four words. See our lights, visit our store. Not mm -hmm. something like learn more about our lighting products. Yeah, right? yeah. That's to be very to the point. Uh, our next thing to test out would be <coughs> length of the copy, especially for the first and second paragraph, which mm -hmm. are the most impactful usually. Yeah, very interesting. I know you also tested out, uh, basically the conclusion was that uh, these flash sales events work very well, uh, 48 hours, maybe 72 hours instead of longer holiday sales events, what we usually use for most of our clients. So that's also interesting. People, they impulse buy these expensive products. It's hard to believe. They do. They do because... In this, at least in this specific scenario, 50% of the sales of the brand are two or three items that are cost less than 100. What the okay. brand is trying to do right now is push the most expensive products so that customers that are loyal and spend, I don't know, $1,000 on cheap lights, mm -hmm. they now want to spend another 1000 on making their own house look marvelous with a new chandelier. Yeah, yeah. So, they have around 40, 30 to 40 different products, but half of them, half of the sales of the revenue comes from $100 ticket items. And mm -hmm. it used to be 80 when we started. Yeah. We've, been, we've been pushing and all our promotions, like are, if we want to promote a specific item or two or three items on an email, it's always items that are $400 or more because we want to promote the most expensive ones. Uh, that's where... That's a brand intention, and that's a collaborative effort between all the marketing uh, channels. Yeah. And when it comes to the sale event, yeah, that was tricky to A-B test because there's no way to A-B test. You just have to make one sale event, wait yeah. for a month, and make the other one. What we usually do is just uh, a, a, a structure that is proven to work. It's a program that we've been implementing since mm -hmm. years now that is 
five to seven days uh, sale event. Uh, so and it's a basic structure of a teaser, a grand opening, a reminder, and a last chance. And, and all these four emails are sent on a spam of between five and seven. But with this, this brand, we wanted to test out how shorter sale events that generate a lot of urgency will work. So we tested two different flash sale events that perform incredibly well beyond mm -hmm. every expectation. Actually, the revenue per recipient, so the money those customers spend, it was the highest so far. And then we tested a sale that it was two weeks long, actually 20 days long. It was like a sort of an spring sale. And it was not as good. The revenue, it was good, but the revenue per recipient was lower. So uh, moving forward, we will probably aim to seven to five day sales or even less than that, maybe 72 to 96 hours just to mm -hmm. generate enough urgency. Also, we won't want to cheapen the brand on being on sale all the time because that's usually not recommendable. Yeah, yeah, it devalues the brand. Yeah. And uh, finally, I also want to mention that we're starting uh, measuring the LTV of their customers and we are still collecting data on this and we use Hyros with this uh, client, but that's something we started doing not a long time ago and we can already see a lift in the LTV of the customers it's still uh, too early to say things, but as you said, the AOV already increased from 80 to 100. So that's already 20% improvement uh, or 25%, I think. Um, so that's already a great improvement and uh, that's something we want to focus on because we can measure the different channels and how much they make, but I think if we think more on a strategic level, like, okay, what's the total LTV, AOV, that's always better for the business. Uh, yeah, you know, you reach to a point, uh, eventually the revenue is not the most important thing. You need you, mm -hmm. you start understanding that lifetime value, average order value, customer acquisition, and all those other metrics that uh, are not vanity metrics are really important. And at the beginning, you only see ROI. Right, that's the most the yeah. most important one. But once ROI is there, what else you can improve on? And retention marketing does very well on lifetime value, average order value, average day be between orders as well. So that's another one we are looking into trying to improve. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely amazing. So, so thank you, uh, Santiago, for uh, sharing this uh, success story. And again. This is on our website, so everyone can find it. We will link it into the description. And stay tuned because uh, we will come out with new case studies at least once a month. I want to push these and show people email templates, how we use email, SMS, push, loyalty, LTV, so much more than email. And uh, thanks again, everyone, and uh, stay tuned. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you.